All right, all right, all right. Well, welcome everybody. I'm Colin Weston with the Mod Golf Podcast. We speak with the entrepreneurs, the innovators, the disruptors, and influencers who are shaping the future of golf. And in this case, shaping the future of sport. I was supposed to start half an hour ago, and that guest was a no-show. I'm not going to name him. I'm not going to out him. But I was getting a little bit grumpy. And then who walks by on the show floor but previous guest and friend of the show, Lydia Davies from Houston, Texas, who I had on the show when we were talking disc golf with teammates, which has expanded now into team mates awesome rock star entrepreneur love what you're doing first time i've met lydia in person with this whole covid thing i don't know if anybody else has heard of covid so this is the first time it's like i feel like we're really good friends and it's the first time we're meeting in person i want to it give you another is. big hug but lydia davies welcome back to the mod golf podcast thank you so much colin it's so fun that i just bumped into you i was literally actually walking around looking for colin and then i saw him and i kind of double took and then I was like, oh, that's, that's him, there we are. There we go. Well, that's why I, I don't cut the hair. It's part of the brand <laughs> now. Otherwise, if I have the short hair like I had 15 years ago, it puts me, I just like look like every other middle-aged white guy. So I just blend into the crowd. So I love it, I love it. And luckily I'm a good filler. I'm just, you know, I'm like a wingman. I can just wing it, step right in you for can, those no-shows. You can, well, you've done enough pitch competitions. I know you're very active on LinkedIn <laughs> and followed your journey and everything that you do. So, hey, why don't you tell everybody out here at the show and also that we're recording for our Mod Golf YouTube channel and also for the podcast, tell everybody what you do and why you do it. Well, I originally had an app called Teammates Golf, which Colin and I have discussed before on his awesome podcast. Um, I now have expanded and rebranded to Teammates, which is a multi-sport meetup and social platform. So on it, you can find a pickleball game to join, a golf round to join. You can find running buddies, ski buddies, surfing trips. There's so much stuff you can do on the app now. And it's so fun because the explosion of pickleball, I mean, are you even following this? It is, I play tennis also, but watching pickleball, it's crazy. It's It's absolutely insane. I was just on a pickleball Facebook page in Houston the other day, which is where we're based. And they said, oh my gosh, there's such a shortage of courts in Houston. And I was like, this is wild. There's a court every other day, you know, every other street. So just the explosion of it. But what I love about it is that it goes together with golf. People have started opening golf and pickleball venues together, which is just like so well, much fun. That, it makes total sense. It really does. It does make it's- sense. Cause then you can warm up playing pickleball and then, you know, your arms will be ready for your club. Yeah. So I got to ask you this question, you know, with pickleball, the fact that you can compress down the size of the area you need to play. It's quick to learn rather than the technique you need to get half decent at tennis. It's more social, it's yeah. faster. All the things that golf has tried to become. So since you started in golf, you've expanded to other sports, especially pickleball. Please share, Lydia, with us. What do you see in pickleball that golf could learn to make it more accessible and welcoming, especially for those new or refusing or lagged players? Oh, well, this is where golf and pickleball are very different. So what I found with golf to begin with when I started playing as a female was that kind of got weird looks when you went up to the tee box. If your first shot wasn't great, then everyone kind of sighed at you. But with pickleball, you can just go out on the court. Even if you don't hit the ball into the court, everyone's just like, ah, that's fine. Let's keep playing or grab a cocktail. It's 
so much more relaxed and welcoming. And I, I think that golf is getting there, but it's getting there slowly. But I think with the inclusion of more like female golf and making golf courses more accessible yeah, to yeah. other people and not just the regular golfer, I think it's getting there. But what we need to learn is that I know a lot of people take golf very seriously as they should. It is still a sport and it's meant to be enjoyed. Yes, yes. Which is something that is often forgotten. It's often, it's forgotten a lot. <laughs> it really is. When people get grumpy and start throwing clubs and this. And I've been there. In a bad mood. Yeah, it's I've fun. been there. It's only golf. Oh yeah. Right? Just because you hit a bad swing doesn't make you a bad person. No, that's true. But it can make you very angry. Just that to, is a fact. Just at the range the other day, I could not, I could not hit the ball to save my life. I don't know why. I was just hitting it fat every time. I was getting so angry. I almost threw my seven iron off of the driving range, but then I took it back a notch, took told a, myself it was just a game a and it's okay. Yep. Chakras. And then I went yeah. back the next day. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really golf good. and yoga. That's another thing. There we go. Yeah. I, I do both of those two things too, but that's a topic for another time. Or is it? Maybe it's not. <laughs> I don't know. We're just riffing here. We're just going with this. So let's talk about entrepreneurship now. Yeah, so let's as do it. a woman, you're putting yourself out there. You've been so involved within the Houston innovation ecosystem. But what I can see from afar through LinkedIn, it sounds like a very vibrant community that really supports, embraces women entrepreneurs and underrepresented entrepreneurs. So tell us about the uh, entrepreneurship and innovation scene in Houston. Uh, actually, it's quite incredible. It's grown so much recently. And 2022 was a huge year for the ecosystem. Um, we got a lot of new buildings in that are co-working spaces yeah, and yeah. there to just promote entrepreneurs and the startup community. And I think that everyone is supporting each other because they really want tech in Houston to grow and sports in Houston to grow. They're trying to do a big like South by Southwest festival there next year. And just having the, the Houston open and all of the wonderful sports venues, it's possible for it to become this huge sports mecca and tech mecca. And I think that really helping females and underrepresented founders skyrocket is really important to the city, which is great. I love this. I yeah. love this. And more cities are getting on board, but I can, because I'm very much plugged in across North America. I'm from Canada, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Uh, as you know. <laughs> and the, for my accent, the, the ecosystem up there, and I've been supporting that for years, especially in Vancouver, where I'm from, but also across the country and seeing different pockets in the in the, uh, in the US that I plugged into also. And not plugged into Houston, but seeing what's going on there. And they seem to be punching way above their weight that they're really supportive and doing some great things and really building a community in an authentic yeah. way, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, awesome. and just coming here to the PGA show today, there's so many, so many cool new businesses that I, I wasn't even expecting to see. And so just seeing all these entrepreneurs come up with all these great ideas and all these, I mean, all of the various golf simulators, and I just saw some really cool shoes. I mean, I might break out my credit card here shortly. <laughs> but there's so much great stuff going on, and to have someone like you supporting it all and interviewing people that are trying to get somewhere within the industry is so important, and you've been such an amazing help to and support to everyone. Oh, I, I appreciate yeah. that. I, I really do. So I, I know you've only been on the floor here. It's, it's the day one here. It's the Wednesday. It's only a couple of hours, so you've been walking around like I have, taking a sip from the fire hose. But I know you talked about shoes already, but what have you seen so far? Maybe name one or two products or booths that you've seen that you went, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, anything, anything uh, on there? Well, there's a brand called, I think you pronounce it Squares. Squares, Squares right across Squares. from us, who I had on the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, they're right there. Yeah. Ago, I was actually eyeing their product on the PGA show Instagram yesterday. and. 
I immediately like beelined over there because their stuff is so cute. I mean, well, I'm, I'll have to introduce you to Bob, the founder. Yeah. We're not going to be talking. Bob, some free shoes. Yeah, Bob. Well, I can't guarantee Bob's going to get free shoes. I haven't got free shoes yet, but uh, I'll make an introduction and let you use uh, that smile of yours. To, uh, I love it. To see I love what you it. Can get done there. All right. Yeah, squares. I love what they're doing, and I can't wait to get a pair on. I have a feeling you're probably going to get a pair on before I do, but that's <laughs> it's all right. It's fine. Whatever. And I was just actually really shocked at how giant some of the mecca golf brands such as like peter millar and everything they've got these huge places that are yeah. even bigger than their stores with some product that i haven't even seen online which is really cool so yeah and it's, it's packed this year i was here last year it's the first time back after a couple of years off of COVID and doing it virtually and last year it was it's a little bit i don't want to say sad i guess i just did but it was the energy level wasn't there because the show floor that we're on right now was about 40 percent full demo day that we had over the driving range was only about 25% full. So interesting. Yeah. So the energy level was down. So all the big club and equipment manufacturers, none of them came last year. So this year, the pent up demand, the energy, the anticipation, the enthusiasm is back. And this place is just bumping right now. It's just, it, it is wild. I had to get a map because it's just a little overwhelming. Um, but I can't wait to see everything that's going on. And I've already seen some amazing female brands, apparel brands. And I just went past Lola Sports and there was another really cute one over there. The name will come to me in a minute. I'm really excited to get some new golf clothes, which I can also wear on the pickleball court now. There we go. Well, you know what? With Lola Sport, with Lisa O'Hurley, the yes, founder, yes. had her on the podcast. So... Yes. I can perhaps make an introduction. I can't guarantee you're going we, to get any We just met actually already. Okay, so yeah. you don't need my help then. No, we so went, you're going to get shoes, no, we've you're already going to get chatted. clothes. It's like, wow, okay, you've got the whole thing, whole thing going on here. Let's bring it back to golf here. So everybody at the show here, this is all golf. Although there is yes. there is a pickleball presence here. I don't even know I if you know heard, that. No, I saw that and I was actually surprised. I didn't think that would happen, but yeah. I'm going to head over there later and check it uh, out. Yeah, sure. you should since what you're doing with teammates. But let's talk about the, the teammate side of this, at least the, the golf aspect. So everybody at the show here, I know this is a, more of a business to business show, but there are a lot of golfers here, a lot of people walking around here. So tell us about the pain points that you have solved when you first launched with teammates and how people can get on board and become part of your tribe. Well, so we've been doing so many fun things. What I found at the beginning when I had just the golf meetup app was that a lot of people weren't joining the meetups because they didn't have four hours to play. Right. And everyone that was posting was posting full rounds. It made it difficult. So I started doing this event, Gals of Golf, um, which I do at our, our PGA course, Memorial Golf Course, hence the hat. And it started becoming a group lesson that was just an hour and a half. Girls could show up. They could play some golf. And then at the end of it, we would do a small scramble. So there was time for everyone. To, it was accessible for everyone. Right, right. That started getting waitlist and getting really popular. So when I launched the new app, Teammates with 1M, I noticed that people were using it more because a pickleball game was only 30 minutes or a run was only 20 minutes. So people started posting driving range meetups, which ah. seems to be a popular hot thing on the app right now, um, where you can just go and you meet at say 5.30, do an hour at the driving range and then have a drink and meet new friends. So that's our new popular thing. We also got this new nine hole course in Houston called East River Nine, which is only takes about an hour to play. It's a par three and it's right in the city. And 
think it's about $40 to play. You just go and play under the lights and you're done in an hour. So that's really popular as well. And I think those shorter courses that you can manage in a shorter, you know, in just an hour are becoming a new thing. I love those. Those are so great because I often don't have four hours. And whilst I would love to just play rounds of golf all the time, that's not realistic unless you're a pro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those nine hole courses, they're, they're popping up everywhere. We're getting more and more of them. And I love the fact that it makes them more accessible for everyone to play. Yeah, I don't know if you do this also, but I invite people that have never picked up a club before to play yes. our three courses that we have. There's one especially that's literally 10 minutes from my house. Meet there early in the morning. I'll bring clubs and balls. So there's no etiquette, no worry. No, yes. no, no one watching on the first tee by the clubhouse. There is no clubhouse. And people love it. They get people a couple of bars, they make a putt, and yeah. all of a sudden they're hooked. So yeah. that's part of what I do. Because I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, as you know, inviting guests on to make golf more welcoming and inviting for underrepresented communities, women, be blunt about it, anybody that's not a middle-aged white guy like me. <laughs> and uh, But not walking that walk yeah. and talking the talk. And I said yeah. I, last summer, it's like, you know what? I'm going to start inviting people out, that power of invitation. Yeah. So I've been doing that. Uh, although we don't have teammates, I haven't been using that. I don't even know if I have it up in Canada yet. Is yes, it, it works worldwide. Nice. Yes. There we're, we, go. we don't have critical mass in Canada yet, but we're getting there. Cities that are growing more and less and whatnot. So it will get there. It will get there. So I want to finish up with this last question. I've talked to a few people around the show and other people I've had on as guests and as friends and how simulators, golf sims are blowing up, whether blowing they're at home, up. whether they're at clubs. And now there's leagues. I've talked to a guy, I haven't had him on the podcast yet. He's just a scrappy startup. He's still in that kind of side hustle stage right now off the side of his desk called Neighborhood National, where he's starting to link together almost like Airbnb for your home simulator that you can rent it out to someone or have leagues there. So I want to ask you this with teammates. Is there a possibility as these virtual leagues really expand, do you see having virtual golf leagues on the platform? Would that be something that you could do or is that a I mean, yeah, why not? Because then you can do it no matter what the weather is like. Right. I mean, that's a way to just, I didn't know they were doing that, the Airbnb style. That's really he's fun. That, he's putting that together that's right now. That's really fun. But yep. yeah, I mean, virtual games are also the way to go. And you can, I was just over there and there was someone doing it for football and tennis and it's the way to go. I didn't want to get interrupted here because we in the background, we're just going to freestyle. We're going to pull in another chair. Come here. on, Billy. We have another guest and I wanted these two to meet each other. Hi. Grab, why don't you grab a chair there, Mr. Billy Brown? No, let's get on over. I was going to come look for you right too anyway. So look, here we are. Well, so, so why don't you get in a chair so you can get in the video there too? Because oh, yeah, you know, otherwise the you'll seem like, like the shortest scratch golfer on the piece. Hi, Billy. Good to actually finally nice meet you. Nice to meet you in person. Uh, let's take on. So I got like nine minutes here. There we go. Well, we only have about another two minutes before yeah. I have to uh, get to the booth anyway. So Mr. Billy Brown, yeah. who is the founder and CEO of the Golf Sanctuary. Woo! Yes, based just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. I kept thinking I would say you were in Memphis last year. You're probably ready to punch me. Oh, uh, yes. Know, I don't know yes, absolutely. I'm totally different. I don't know. If you, I know. See, I caught myself a little bit late. It is, he is greater than Nashville, not Memphis, just to be clear. So wow, this, I'm gonna have to freestyle this in a couple of minutes we have as we multitask and Billy's taking some selfies here <laughs> while we're having a chat. So Billy, another previous guest, yes. friend of the show. Friend of the show, yeah. Yeah, two minutes here, because you gotta go, we gotta go tell people what you're doing with Golf Sanctuary, and then they can go back and listen to the full podcast, which yes. I'll have a link in below. Yeah. Yeah, so we created Golf Sanctuary around community. Like we're big on community. Yeah, yeah. we feel like yep, yep. It's uh, it's been missing and golf is just a common language. So what we've done is actually create a community for fluent business leaders and their families around a great culinary experience. We have an executive chef from Napa, 
as a little too sommelier in a game we mostly love called golf. Yep. And it's an indoor club based in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're all about creating and building better relationships and communities within your business network, within your friend network, within your social network, because it's all about humanity right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all about being human others and community and connection has been missing. And golf just provides that common language. It's I love that. Good. What he said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Copy and paste. And Bill, you told me over dinner last night yes. that you are on the verge of opening up your second venue, which is three times the size. Are we, are, are we able to talk about that yet? No, we're not. Okay, so, so Bill is not, not opening up a second venue three no, times no, no, the no. size. I'm no. wrong on that one. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. that, that we yeah. are actively looking at this place, but okay. also actually looking at other locations to partner with locals that uh, go put in golf sanctuaries. And to give you an idea, it's like we're going to have one, maybe two per MSA. So we want to be exclusive. We want to be very special, not like McDonald's or Starbucks. Look yes. at. Yeah. Like when you're a member of the Golf Sanctuary, you're a member of something very, very special. It is that membership-based uh, I can't wait to go. Yeah. I think it looks amazing. As, if you go first again, so you're going to get shoes before me, you're actually going to go to the Golf Sanctuary before me. Yes. I'm just going to get grumpy here in a second. <laughs> Okay, we won't share. We got, we got more coming that you are expanding. You're going to scale. Yes. The, the ceiling is whatever you want it to be. But it's about keeping that that elevated quality of the experience, the hospitality to go with that as compared to, as we talked last night, yeah. there's other players out there, but yeah. you've totally differentiated yourself with the, what you're offering and the quality of the experience that your members then have. It's very, it's very elevated from the time you walk in to the food, to the drink, to the atmosphere, to the people are in there. I mean, we have a no, I can't say this, but no AO policy. It's like we're very tight on screening on who's in there. So when you walk in there, it's not like the, oh, there's that bad apple family members I have to go interact with at Thanksgiving because they're family. It's like, no, we don't have that. We don't have that. So yeah. it's uh, it's very good. But you guys, you guys come down and visit. Let yes. There we go. It's happening. it's happening. Hopefully I don't accidentally go to Memphis because then apparently I'll be just wandering around the streets. Then you'll be banned. Looking for the golf sanctuary. Well, I, I could throw out the uh, red brick, uh, green brick thing last night. But I'll leave that up. Uh, Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little self-deprecating. So we're at, we're at a Brazilian steakhouse last night. Yeah. And they have this thing because they just come around and keep like give you as much meat until you're like you cannot eat more meat. Yeah. And they had this little device that they had. It was red on the one block. side and green on one the other side of the block. And they also had a salad bar. So I said, okay, so I, I guess if we flip it up for red, it means for red meat. And then if it's green, that means oh, we're that gonna have salad. salad. Right? Sense. And then that after makes it, sense. Phil's kind of looking yeah. at me he's like, what is wrong with you? And then afterwards, I thought it's like, oh, red's for stop and green's for go. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right, so I would have thought of the salad and I, the steak first. I, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Who thinks it's start and syndicated, stop. Although it's still ridiculous. Don't <laughs> add that. Don't add that into Billy the golf thing. Don't, don't have a green and red. All right. Well, it seems like we're going on the rabbit hole here. Yes. Billy has to go. See, this is the beauty of the PGA show. These accidental collisions. You meet people. I've done. I don't know how many thousands of Zoom calls yeah, over the last two and a half years. You know what? But I'm burnt out from that and the energy I'm getting I'm talking way too fast as I always do when I get excited but to see awesome humans like you to meet both of you in person for the first time yes. I've known you for more than a couple of years yes. now yeah. is amazing that's part of what I love to do I see now this ability to connect people and this just happened to happen without me really making the connection but here we are so Billy Brown, Lydia Davies. Thank you, Colin. Good to see both of you and thanks awesome. yeah. for joining me at the PGA show for the Montgomery Podcast. Thank you. Awesome. 
So that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on our homepage to hear about upcoming episodes and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now.